From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Check out this headline from last week. Pentagon admits that it has been testing wreckage from UFO crashes, including a possible memory metal that experts claim may have been recovered during the 1947 Roswell crash. Now, this headline is not to be confused with last week's show with Dr. Paula Violette on the U.S. Navy UFO patents. Pentagon admits it has been testing wreckage from UFO crashes. Researcher Anthony Bregalia secured more than 150 pages from the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency after the agency responded to a three-year FOIA request. That's a Freedom of Information Act. Although much of the report's details are redacted, what can be gleaned is that these technologies represent a literal quantum leap beyond the properties of all existing material known to man. Bregalia writes in his blog, included in the pages were the repeated mention of advanced technology reports surrounding nitinol, which is described as a shape recovery alloy. Bregalia shared that the nitinol had similar properties to the memory metal found near the Roswell, New Mexico UFO crash of 1947. Pages from the FOIA reply indicate that the Pentagon was exploring whether nitinol could be integrated into the human body for the improvement of health. Now, we're hoping to have Anthony Bregalia on the program in a few weeks to discuss, but he's not quite ready to talk. In fact, here's the email response that he sent to me after I asked him to come on the program a couple of weeks ago. Hi, Richard. Thanks for the interest. I would like to do media on this, but it is still an ongoing investigation. You may have heard that the Pentagon is now backtracking on the FOIA, saying that it was mistakenly fulfilled as a request for UFO debris tests when it was really for regular, quote, end quote, aerospace metals. Of course, this is not true, Tony writes. As soon as I learn more, I'll contact all those who contacted me with an update and with interviews. Signed, Tony. Well, we are going to talk about uh, this story tonight, nonetheless. This is the Pentagon's walking back, the FOIA response, notwithstanding. This is a huge story. Author, photojournalist, Emmy Award-winning producer Tim Swartz will be here this hour to discuss. And then coming up in hour two, one of my favorite topics, time travel, by location, time slips, time dilations, author, lecturer, on human consciousness, Von Braskler. Von Braskler will be here in hour two. His brand new book, Time Shifts, Experiences of Slipping into the Past and Future. But first, again, the Pentagon has admitted to possessing and testing out wreckage from UFO crashes with the researcher who found the startling news, hypothesizing that the debris may be from the famous Roswell, New Mexico crash of 1947. Researcher Anthony... Bregalia made the revelation on his uh, blog, UFO Explorations, sharing that he secured more than 150 pages 
from the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency after the agency re- responded to a three-year Freedom of Information request he submitted. Although much of the, the reports, again, are redacted, what can be gleaned is that these technologies represent a literal quantum leap beyond the properties of all existing material known to man. Regalia writes in his blog, his FOIA request was unambiguous in its meaning, according to the researcher who prided himself in finding the loophole for information that is normally confidential and secret. The original 2017 FOIA request made to the DIA asks for the physical descriptions, properties, and composition of UFO UAP material held by the government and its contractor, he said, before adding that it refers to UFO UAP material and physical debris recovered by personnel of the Department of Defense as residue, flotsam, shot-off material, or crashed UAPs or unidentified flying objects. Bregalia attached the FOIA request and parts of the five documents he was given access to, which compromised the entire 154 pages that he possesses. The researcher did share that there were several documents that had to be heavily redacted. The documents show that the testing was being carried out by Bigelow Aerospace, a Las Vegas, Nevada-based company that does private contract work for the Department of Defense. And incidentally, at strangeplanet.ca, under tonight's show info, you'll find the related article there. You can just click on the link. All right, let's get Tim Swartz in here. Tim is an Indiana native, an Emmy award-winning television producer and videographer. He's the author of a number of popular books on mysteries and unexplained phenomena. As a photojournalist, Tim has traveled extensively and investigated paranormal phenomena and other unusual mysteries from such diverse locations as the Great Pyramid in Egypt to the Great Wall in China. He's also appeared on the History Channel's programs the tesla files ancient aliens evidence ancient aliens declassified and the history channel latin america series contacto extraterrestre and his list of published works include admiral bird secret journey beyond the poles men of mystery nikola tesla and otis t Carr, the secret space program the Lost Journals of Nikola Tesla, Time Travel, Alternative Energy, and The Secret of Nazi Flying Saucers, Geff, The Talking Mongoose, and Tim R. Swartz's Big Book of Incredible Alien Encounters. Tim, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Richard. Thanks for having me on tonight. Oh. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. It's always great talking to you. Give me your general reaction to this story, this headline, when you first came across it. It's always been, I think, the dream of every UFO researcher and investigator to hear an admission from the government or the military that, that yes, not only have they been researching and studying UFOs, but that possibly they may actually have bits and pieces or maybe even an entire UFO hidden away someplace in, you know, a secret bunker at Area uh, 51 or at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. So when I first saw this article come out, you know, I immediately went to uh, Tony's uh, website. And Tony Bregalia, he has been writing on this subject and other uh, similar topics for a number of years. So I was very interested in seeing 
what his Freedom of Information Act request had finally netted him, and it wasn't too long before, boy, this really exploded across the world. All you know, all types of media outlets began uh, carrying this story. I'm always happy to see this kind of attention being brought to the UFO subject. Well, we go back to 2017, December 2017, and that that New York Times article with Ralph Lumenthal and Leslie Kane and talking about the revealing for the first time, or at least in the in the mainstream media, this mm. secret Pentagon UFO project, ATIP. So we look at that article, and here we are today in 2021 with this coming out. And I mentioned last week the UFO, the Navy, U.S. Navy's UFO patents story that we discussed with Dr. Paul Leviolette. It seems like if that New York Times article is kind of, let's call it ground zero, where, you know, the door started to open, it seems like a story like this is basically kicking the door in. I mean, how much closer do we need to get before we can basically say this is disclosure? Well, of course, the original New York Times story just really revealed something that I think all of us have known for a long time, that the Pentagon, the United States government, and and, and probably other governments across the planet – have been heavily involved in the research of UFOs. And anybody who who may act surprised and think that, you know, this is new information, then they, they really need to go back and do their homework because uh, this is a phenomenon that has been going on for a long time. I mean, uh, we first really became knowledgeable on it in, you know, the 1940s and, and probably even further back. But the United States military has been actively involved in researching UFOs since the late 1940s. So I think that any talk currently of disclosure – while new information is coming out all of the time, I still think that we have a ways to go before that really truly groundbreaking, you know, knocking down the door and, and you know, all the secrets coming out is going to happen. We're not quite there yet. There are still some entities that are holding this secret very close to them and it's going to take a lot really <laughs> to pry it loose from their grasp anthony Bregalia, i don't know anthony aside from our brief email correspondence what else can you tell me about anthony and and his work in this field one of the things that anthony has really revealed i mean you know a lot of really groundbreaking information was his research of remote viewing projects that were taking place within the military and the intelligence community, not only in you know the 1970s and 80s, but it's continuing research that has gone on probably still to this day. You know, this is something that much like the UFO research, the military will reveal that, yeah, you know, we, we sunk some money into this. We didn't find anything that would help us. So, you know, we dropped it when the reality is they just went and changed names and continued their projects. And the, the same goes with the whole UFO field. When possibly maybe a little too much information comes out to the general public, you know, the military and the government will say the same thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we, we had some money invested into this. We didn't find anything that would help us or show that UFOs are a threat, so we dropped it. 
when you know, much like the uh, the remote viewing projects, this was something that uh, the money and the investigations continued under different offices, under different names, and set to different sections, and also involving uh, private corporations just to uh, kind of keep the reporters and the investigators uh, you know, off their tails a little bit. Although, I mean, just based on the headline itself, and I understand, obviously, the devil is in the details and, mm. and so forth, and those redacted, much of them are, are redacted, those pages mm. that Anthony has released. But you look at that headline, Pentagon mm. admits it has been testing wreckage from UFO crashes. And as Tony points out, they have sort of walked that back a little bit, and we'll get into that mm. in a moment. But just based on that headline, did you ever imagine that you would live to see such a headline in the mainstream news. One always hopes, but you have to understand that, you know, I mean, I have been involved in this for a number of years and have seen all kinds of sensational headlines and statements coming out concerning UFOs and the possible disclosure by the military or the government or what have you. And like you said, you know, at first everything is very, you know, sensational. And then a lot of times that's all you hear. They you know, either retract uh, the original statements or then uh, say nothing at all. The story doesn't go any further. So when you see an announcement like this, you really have to approach it uh, with some skepticism. You're not being very responsible if you just go and jump feet first into it and say, you know, yes, hallelujah, you know, the time has finally come that we will know all and everything will be revealed. So when I first saw this headline, you know, I, I was like, oh, well, that's interesting, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. You know? <laughs> right. Tim, have you ever done a FOIA? Have you ever tried to get uh, information from the government through the Freedom of Information Act? Not myself, no. I've worked with people who have, because you have to understand, you have to be very precise right. in the type of information that you are requesting or else it'll just get thrown out. Then again, you cannot be so precise that you list a hundred different things that you're wanting to get because then you'll get a phone call from the office saying, you know, you're going to have to narrow this down a little bit because with all of the things that you're asking for, I mean, you know, there could be a couple thousand pages of information that you're looking for. That's one of the things that Anthony ran into was that he started getting, uh, you know, emails and phone calls asking him to uh, give them a little bit more information on what he was looking for and what he was requesting. And that may have actually been the result of the 154 pages of documents that he ended up getting. Right. How long has the FOIA been around? Since the Carter administration, right? Since yes. like uh, mid to late 70s. Right. right. And so I'm guessing that since that time, there have been thousands upon thousands of FOIAs looking for this kind of information. But finally, he seems to have gotten it right. I mean, he knew exactly the right questions. Obviously, trial and error. You ask, you don't get back the response you want. As you say, that's the trick, right? It's asking the right question, because if you give them some wiggle room, they won't give you what you need. Yes. The thing about it is, 
the information that he received, if you go and look at it very closely, his headlines may have been a little bit more sensationalistic than what is in the documents that he received. All right. We're going to break in a few moments and we'll come back and talk about that. But he does mention Nitinol, which yes. we've, we've been hearing about for many years. Mm-hmm. This memory material that was supposedly found near the Roswell, New Mexico crash site of 47, something like, I believe, 40 witnesses have talked about Nitinol. And he also mentions the contractor, right? Bigelow Aerospace yes. from Las Vegas. So what do you make of the fact that they mention nitinol in these documents? Well, nitinol is a memory metal, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's an alloy, I think, that includes a nickel, uh, but I can't remember what else it has. But as far as we know, and you know, I'll put quotation marks around this, as far as we know, this is not something that was discovered at Roswell. Nitinol has characteristics that seem to be similar to uh, what was found at Roswell, but nowhere in the paperwork that Anthony was given does it ever make that connection. Does it ever say Nitinol was found at Roswell? All right. This was something that Tony put in his blog as basically as a speculation because of the similarities of the metals. All right, we will uh, take a quick time out. Tim Swartz stays with us as we continue to discuss these documents released after uh, a three years. UFO researcher Anthony Bregalia has uh, netted about 150 pages from the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency. Bregalia claims, uh, seems to be claiming this is kind of the holy grail or the smoking gun. Pentagon admits it has been testing wreckage from UFO crashes. More of our discussion when the conspiracy show returns. Stay with us. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. We are back with Tim Swartz, Emmy Award winning TV producer, photojournalist, author, and uh, his, we've linked up to his website at strangeplanet.ca. Just click on Tim's name and uh, it'll come up there. Uh, conspiracy. Well, it used to be Conspiracy Journal. Now it's uh, uforeview.tripod.com. Correct, Tim? It's, it's still Conspiracy Journal. You can just type in conspiracyjournal.com and it'll, t- it'll take you to that site. All right. So um, you're uh, not convinced that... Uh, that Anthony perhaps has uncovered maybe what he thinks he has. Let's just delve into that a little bit. So right. um, explain ex- explain why you think maybe he's jumping the gun a little bit on this. Well, it um, looking at uh, uh, this material that uh, that he received, um, uh, they're called um, uh, uh, DIRDs, by the way, Defense Intelligence uh, Reference Documents. And uh, it uh, going through uh, what's what's been made uh, available. Uh, these were created under the Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Applications Program, um, which, uh, according to the Pentagon, was a portion of ATIP uh, outsourced uh, to the private sector. And uh, when I say the private sector. 
talking about uh, a Bigelow Aerospace. All right. So it um, it appears that these DIRD reports are dealing with materials that um, uh, 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 not the research and study of crashed or uh, obtained UFO material, uh, but actually more along the t- lines of, of what uh, uh, private corporations would produce for advanced aerospace technologies. All right. Um, uh, this would be pursuant uh, to the Advanced Aerospace Threat and Identifications uh, uh, Program's mission, which would be to establish a center of expertise. All right. So uh, you know you've heard all the talk recently about the uh, the, the the space force. Yes. The study of material like this would be for the advancement of a of, of really new technological advancements produced here on Earth for space travel. All right, and it appears that uh, these documents are pertaining to that, all right? That uh, this is a private corporation's study on the development and use of new materials uh, to be used in outer space and, and not for the research of, of crashed UFO material. Now, Anthony, you know, he, one of his replies, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, when you finally do get him, uh, get him onto your show, uh, you know, he'll be able to state this a little bit more, uh, uh, clearly, uh, but, um, his response to this is along the lines of, well, yeah, of course, the uh, the Pentagon is not going to write in these documents that, yeah, this is uh, uh, UAP, UAP, UFO, alien, extraterrestrial uh, uh, crash debris. And instead, they're going to go and, you know, kind of like uh, use coded words or, 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 or things like that. All right. That uh, he says that, you know, that these technical reports um, you know, would never reference aliens and Roswell or anything like that. So that currently is what he is saying about these documents and the fact that nowhere in any of them are any of the words UFOs, UAP, extraterrestrial material uh, is uh, Roswell is is ever used. All right. right. And, and and but Anthony is saying that and again the Pentagon has has walked back and saying that they weren't they, just as you said that they weren't referring to UFOs or wreckage they were talking about the development of these uh, can we use the word metamaterials and, yes. and other technologies mm-hmm. but 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 Anthony is saying that his original 2017 FOIA request that he made to the DIA was unambiguous. So, in other words, it was unambiguous in its meaning. Uh, he said he asked for the physical descriptions, properties, and composition of UFO, UAP material held by the government and its contractor, full stop. Unambiguous. Right, right. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, there's, there's the rub right there. Now, um, you know, you have somebody like um, 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 John Greenwald. 
of uh, the the Black Bolt, and who has you know uh, uh, sent in you know. Probably hundreds of Freedom right. of Information Act requests um, over the years, and uh, one of the things that he points out is that you know there's uh, there's this kind of like this this uh, this belief that uh, uh, the the people who work with FOIA are there. You know, their their job basically is to fool you, to try to give you stuff that may, you know, somewhat sound like what you're looking for, but it isn't. And he says that most of the people that he has worked with, he says that, you know, there are a few who are jerks, but he says that most of the people that he has worked with have been over backwards to help him and others try to uh, uncover the type of information uh, uh, that that they are requesting, but he says that uh, uh, one of the things that um, that happens is that they work kind of like with uh, almost like uh, templates, all right, where they'll use say like one word uh, from these uh, uh, requests, all right. And uh, uh, Greenwald he thinks that um, after Brugalia started receiving, you know, like some emails for further clarification on what he was looking for, that rather than focusing on the words UFO or UAP, that instead they focused on the words material, ah. which is why the uh, uh, the 154 uh, pages of the uh, uh, Defense Intelligence Reference Documents all dealt with the uh, research and developments of uh, uh, materials that can be used in uh, future space programs, uh, but not the um, uh, uh, the research on UFO debris or material. Hmm. It is interesting, though, that again, uh, Bigelow Aerospace from Las Vegas, Nevada, is is mentioned, mm-hmm. and when you put that together with Bigelow's Involvement with um, the ATIP, uh, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, and Bigelow's much publicized comments on 60 Minutes talking about the existence of of aliens and UFOs are real, uh, and claims that he that that um, he had material from crashed UFO sites. Uh, I mean, you, you connect these dots. I mean, it it seems, despite, again, the Pentagon walking this statement back, uh, it, it seems quite reasonable to make these connections that Bigelow has material, he's testing the material, he's involved with the Advanced Aerospace Threat Program, uh, he's, he's, he's talked openly about the fact that, that uh, he has material, and he's made public statements on in the mainstream media. I should point out that in um, 2019, the uh, the U.S. Army confirmed that it had entered into a cooperative deal with uh, 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 Tom DeLonge's to the uh, Stars Academy of uh, Arts and Science to uh, uh, research on metal materials that the uh, uh, TTSA claimed that they had. Um, uh, and this also involved Bigelow Aerospace. Um, now, uh, Tom DeLong said that, um, I have to 
find this here. Okay, Tom DeLong said that uh, that he had he, he himself had gotten a hold of through um, Linda Moulton Howe a a piece of micron layered bismuth magnesium zinc metal, which um, she had uh, this this had been sent originally to the late Art Bell. Uh, from uh, an anonymous source that the individual claimed that their grandfather had been in an unspecified branch of the U.S. military and that the items were related to the Roswell uh, UFO crash. Now, um, uh, she said that the metal samples displayed anti-gravitational or levitational properties when exposed to certain frequencies of electromagnetic uh, radiation. Now, as well... Um, uh, there was a uh, one piece of aluminum that uh, TTSA physicist Hal Pudoff had already in his possession uh, that was uh, to be analyzed. Uh, one round black and civil silver metal flake that Pudoff uh, uh, had in his uh, collection, and uh, a couple of other items that uh, uh, that weren't listed. Now um, uh, this came out in 2019 and we really haven't heard much more about it now we do know that a uh, big old aerospace uh, laid off a bunch of people uh, uh recently because of the uh, the whole covid 19 thing and uh when uh, uh george knapp recently uh interviewed bigelow george came right out and and and, and asked him about whether or not it was true that uh, uh, the uh, the military had uh, had given uh, Bigelow Industries, uh, and it was said that uh, that they had uh, either built or had uh, um, refurbished various buildings to uh, to house this metamaterial. Uh, Bigelow claimed that this never happened; that he never received this material. Mm. So, you know, it's uh, and and, you know, you would you have to wonder, you know, Bigelow has been interested in this subject uh, for a long time and has, you know, and and has publicly uh, uh, stated this. So, um, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder, would the government be willing to collaborate Something as as earth shattering as the research of crashed UFO material with somebody who is, has in the past been all too willing to talk about uh, 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 um, um, his research and interest to the press. Interesting. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of uh, John Lear and his his uh, relationship with uh, Bob Lazar of Area 51. We'll uh, we'll take a quick time out and come back with Tim Swartz as we continue to discuss uh, what uh, Anthony Bregalia is saying is, uh, well, practically the smoking gun that the UFO is admitting. It's been testing wreckage from UFO crashes. Tim Swartz says, not so fast. Back with more in a moment. Don't go away. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. All right, we will uh, open up the phone lines and take questions and comments with uh, Tim Swartz, 416 360 
416-360-0740 in the greater Toronto area. Again, 416-360-0740 and toll free from just about anywhere. 1-866-744-740. 866-744-740. And I've also instructed our live stream producer, Ryan White, to curate some questions from our YouTube live chat and he'll um, he'll relay those on to me so if you're in the live chat and you have a question or comment for Tim Swartz regarding this uh, story about the UFO uh, or the Pentagon supposedly according to Anthony Bregalia admitting that they are testing material from UFO crashes uh, we will be delighted to take those comments and questions let me just read here this is the actual FOIA request from Anthony Uh, Sent to the FOIA Public Liaison Defense Intelligence Agency. FOIA request. I'm a United States citizen. I'm willing to pay for any associated costs in fulfillment of this Freedom of Information Act request. Associated with the Department of Defense Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program of the U.S. Pentagon, operating from approximately 2009 to 2012, are warehouses in the Las Vegas, Nevada area, scheduled to soon hold metal-like alloy material recovered from unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs. This could include physical debris recovered by personnel of the Department of Defense as residue, flotsam, shot-off material, or crashed material from UAPs or unidentified flying objects. This background material provided to assist in in your search is confirmed by U.S. Senator Harry Reid and former Department of Defense intelligence official Luis Elizondo. Requester asks to be provided with an inventory list of all associated documentation of said material. Such documentation will include 1. Physical description of all held material 2. Source of origin of all held material 3. Circumstances and method of obtainment of all held material i.e. flotsam residue Shot-off material, crash material. Four, custodian U.S. government agency of all held material. Five, the titles and authors of all technical and analytical reports conducted on all held material. I would say that's pretty unambiguous, um, particularly because he does connect it with the the, uh, Department of Defense's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, he asks for the circumstances and method of, of, of obtainment. Now, I haven't gone through all 154 uh, pages, but does did they respond in kind? Did they provide any information with regards to the circumstances and methods uh, that these materials were gathered? No, not that. Not that I, uh, from the research that I have done with this, I uh, and as I stated earlier, I mean, there's there's no uh, mention of. UFOs, UAPs, uh, extraterrestrial, uh, 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 where material may have been obtained from, uh, nothing like that is contained uh, within these these papers. Um, And uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, the the Pentagon has uh, backtracked on this. 
uh, I guess that the Pentagon has, uh, uh, you know, issued a statement saying that Bregalia was making the claims that Bregalia was making about the uh, first batch of documents he received were inaccurate and misleading. Now uh, they said that the testing referred to in the documents released by the uh, Department Intelligence Agency uh, was of known materials conducted for study purposes pursuant to the Advanced Aerospace Threat and and identification program's mission of establishing a center of expertise for advanced aerospace technologies. Uh, the, this this came from uh, uh, Pentagon spokesman uh, Susan um, Go, I think is how you pronounce her name, G-O-U-G-G-H. She said that any claims that the tests are of debris are inaccurate and misleading. Now, you know, I... I do want to say also, Richard, that um, just because this paperwork that 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 Tony received uh, may not necessarily be the, the the smoking gun that everybody has has been looking for, I have no doubt that um, there is material that is being held and researched. Um, either by the, mater- uh, the, the, the government, m- military, private corporations, probably a combination of all, uh, all of the above. Um, I don't think, though, that the information pertaining to the research of this material is going to come out as easily as as uh, as is being claimed has happened right now uh, uh, with this through the Freedom of Information uh, Act. Um, you know, again, because this is something that um, is well, I mean, this would be the you know, the news of the millennia that uh, we have confirmation that we are being visited by some other intelligence, whether it be uh, uh, beings from other planets, other dimensions, time travelers, what have you. So this information isn't just going to come out uh, from a, a Freedom of Information Act request with, uh, you know, like a bunch of papers, you know, coming to uh, a one researcher. You know, this, this, is, this is something that, like I said earlier, is being held very close and it's, <laughs> it's going to come out uh, kicking and screaming if it ever does. <laughs> All right. This was a short segment. We'll take a quick time out, come back and finish up with Tim Swartz and uh, hopefully work in some calls and questions from the YouTube live chat. The Conspiracy Show continues. I'm Richard Serrett. Just a reminder, coming up in uh, the next hour, the top of the hour, actually, uh, Vaughn Braskler will be here to talk about time slips. Uh, Tim Swartz stays with us as we continue to uh, delve into this rather sensational headline, which um, may, as it turn out, be a bit of a, uh, a lunch bag letdown. And that is uh, the, uh, uh, the FOIA request by ufologist uh, Anthony Bregalia who believes buried in the 154 documents that he received from the Defense Intelligence Agency reveals proof that the Pentagon is studying or testing uh, um, debris found at a UFO uh, crash. Uh, 
uh, it, there's not a lot of there there, according to uh, my guest, Tim Swartz. Uh, let's go to the, uh, the YouTube live chat and uh, show me the truth. 74 uh, wants to know, Tim, whether you believe President Eisenhower had meetings uh, with aliens. This, I guess, goes back to about 1954 mm-hmm. when uh, Eisenhower was supposedly vacationing in Palm Springs and then was taken to uh, Holloman Air Force Base, I believe. That's in New Mexico, I think, uh, where he supposedly met some Nordic uh, aliens. Uh, that was one of supposedly three uh, face-to-face meetings with uh, aliens. We've all heard these stories. Uh, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's a uh, that that's a great story, and I mean, you know, you've got uh, uh, researchers like uh, Tim Good who who reported on this, and uh, you know, I I think that uh, there could be some uh, veracity uh, to these stories, whether or not uh, Eisenhower actually. Uh, met with uh, ETs. I think that there was some kind of contact with the uh, United States government and some intelligent beings that claimed that they uh, were extraterrestrials. But uh, I, I, I think that there's a good possibility that the information that was given uh, uh, from these beings may have turned out not to be uh, exactly true. You know, I mean, you, you get you get these stories where they say that, yeah, you know, we're from you know Zeta Reticuli and you know such and such, or Venus or Mars, especially in the early fifties, and come to find out that uh, the information uh, you know doesn't hold up. You know, there was some kind of contact with what? That's what the question is. Uh, Bill O'Connell 13 is wondering if the CERN super collider breaking through the veil gleans information from these otherworldly interdimensional beings. Hmm. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've heard stories about uh, you know like wormholes opening up over the uh, uh, the the super collider and and all this, but uh, you know I I think that. Uh, uh, information, you know, from these uh, other interdimensional intelligence that have been, you know, has been going on for a long time. You know, probably as long as that there, you know, as there's been people on the planet. So I don't think we necessarily have to have a, a, a super collider or even a super technology in order to uh, uh, get this information or even communicate uh, with the. Uh, uh, other realities. Uh, Solar Warden asks, uh, Tim, if you're familiar with the NASA STS-48 mission and the mm-hmm. subsequent anomalous video with the fast-moving craft speeding away from what looks like it was being fired upon in the lower atmosphere. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's a fascinating uh, video. And, of, and of course, uh, the debunkers say that it's just, you know, like pieces of ice crystals, you know, that have floated off of the uh, uh, the, the, the shuttle and are you know, closer to the camera than they appear to be. But, uh, you know, it, it, it does appear that uh, these are some kind of intelligent, controlled, whatever, craft or, or you know, all you see are like almost like orbs. Uh, but then they're 
does appear to be a flash of light coming from the direction of a planet. And, of course, you know, the shuttle was in orbit around the Earth. And a, uh, a, a streak of light flashes upward. And these pieces of, or, you know, these orbs suddenly make 90-degree turns as if trying to get out of the way. So, you know, I mean, you know, your guess is as good as mine, you know, as what we're looking at. But I don't think that pieces of ice, you know, is the explanation. Uh, you betcha asks, is there proof that countries other than the United States have had access to alien technology? Is there a race among countries to develop the technology? Well, there's been stories, uh, you know, since World War II that uh, uh, various countries have been able to get a hold of, of uh, you know, some kind of technology from some other place. You know, uh, supposedly, you know, uh, Italy during World War II, Nazi Germany, uh, the, the, the Soviet Union, the United States as well. Uh, I think that if such material has been found we're probably you know faced with the dilemma of what exactly are we dealing with uh, if if this is technology so far advanced as to you know, to be coming to us from another a planet from another solar system then we probably would have no idea how to back engineer uh, such advanced technology. It would it would be like going back into the past and giving a calculator, say, to Sir Isaac Newton. You know, he may see it and say, well, you know, and, and figure out that you can, you know, uh, uh, add, subtract, do things like that. But exactly how to rebuild it or how it even works, that would be beyond him. And I, and I think that is uh, uh, what we would face if we actually do have uh, obtained crashed UFO uh, technology. Well, wasn't that sort of the, the um, response? There was that, and R Richard Dolan sort of heralded this as, you know, the, the greatest document leak in history, this UFO document leak. There were notes taken by... Uh, a physicist, um, his name escapes me, it was a Dr. Davies, who met with the, uh, the former um, director of intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, mm -hmm. who supposedly had found one of these uh, black ops um, uh, programs and was denied when he asked to be read into the program and he was able to meet with the the director of the program i guess in a in a in a quiet location a quiet room i think they call it and that's what they told him that they did have uh they did have a craft but after 30 40 years they still couldn't figure out how to make it work or or how it worked Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, you know, I th I think that maybe some of the more simpler aspects, uh, say like uh, uh, fiber optics or you know uh, uh, microchips, you know, maybe uh, maybe be able to glean uh, information from. But uh, you know, you get something like maybe you know advanced physics, interstellar travel, something like that, or even the fact that these craft may be an artificial intelligence all of their own 
um, that's that's still that's something that is that's science fiction to, to most people. That's that's you know we've barely gone beyond uh, crawling out of the caves and throwing rocks at the moon. So I mean, forget about uh, harnessing uh, wormholes and in interstellar travel. And also, we, we've heard from from people supposedly uh, connected with um, Majestic Twelve, and I think this came from. Um, Oh, uh, our, our, from Winnipeg, uh, presidential UFOs, um, this gentleman. Anyway, he, he's talked to people supposedly connected with Majestic 12. And what they constantly bring up is the, the psychic connection mm-hmm. uh, to UFOs. And, and maybe that's the missing element. They're looking for some mechanism, you know, in terms of UFO propulsion. But what they're missing is this psychic aspect to these craft. Right, right. That and that's that's one of the things that came out extru- very, very early on with some of these uh, supposed uh, crashed UFOs. Is that there appears to be, you know, some kind of intelligence that is associated with these craft, uh, but but not necessarily the occupants inside. That the craft itself is an intelligence all its own. All right. Uh, we are out of time, and it's always a delight, to, Tim. We have to have you back on more often, and um, i got to thank you so much for taking the time out to do this with us. And, uh, again, the website is – give us that website. Make sure we have the right one here. Yes, it's conspiracyjournal.com. One word. Easy to e- find. Excellent. That's all linked up at uh, strangeplanet.ca. All right, Tim. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Get ready for Hour 2. Stay with us.